Hey, how are you going? And hello and welcome, Freedom Fighters. Hey, welcome Freedom Fighters. Can you hear me, George? Yes, I can. That's excellent. Now, listen, guys, today we've got a great show for you. It's actually quite cold. I'm wearing North Face here because <laughs> I've got my it's you got your heater on. Now, guys, um, we're going to be talking about five steps to finding the right property. Yeah, good one. Oh, great topic tonight, George. I'm excited. Absolutely. So, guys, um, if you can see us, hear us, type in hashtag live so I can see that you're watching. People that are watching the replay, type in hashtag replay. I actually come back and see who's watching. I've got my eye on you. <laughs> and, um, Keeping the eye on the prize. That's right. So, looks like I'm stuck in Australia for another six months. Ah, don't look at it that way. You're not stuck, George. You're not a tree. No, no. But um, look, so we're going to talk about the five steps to property investing and, well, finding the right property because how do you choose the right property? Now, if you're watching, why don't you type in the chat and tell me what's your best method of finding the right property? I mean, do you look Ooh. at the newspaper? Do you go on realestate.com? Do you ask your um, hairdresser what the best property uh -uh. is? How do, you, how do you do it? Yeah, I'm curious. Absolutely. Hey, you've got a red wine. That's not fair. I need to have one too. You um, look, go for it. I'll start talking. You can go. <laughs> I'll go okay, get so, one. Okay, so five steps. We're going to start with step one. Step one is a thing called demand and supply. Good supply old DSR. DSR. Well, it's called, yeah, supply and demand. So basically, look, with, um, like, for example, you look at the iPhone. Now, when the iPhone um, gets released, they never make enough iPhones for the amount of people that want to buy them. And why do you think they do that? Do you think Apple are just stupid or they're this, one of the richest companies in the world for, for a reason? <laughs> well, they're definitely not stupid. <laughs> yeah, so, so the reason they do this is because they know if there's less supply, there's going to be more demand. And people are going to wait in line and camp overnight just to get an iPhone. And guess what? They do. <laughs> and they do, exactly. They do. exactly. Mate, and it's, so, it's so crazy when you think, you know, you go past these Apple shops when there's a new Apple phone out and there's lineups, people out there. I know yeah, I, actually, I they actually call it an Apple phone. They call it an iPhone. Oh, iPhone. But you know what I mean. But you know what I mean. Like Apple stores, that's what I mean. Yep. So, hey, guys, also, I don't know if we put it in, in the group yet, but I think we should. I'm coming to Melbourne, guys. Yay! So what we're doing, we're having a, um, an event with our members at 2 o'clock, and I think we might be doing it at the Yacht Club. Yep. Then at 4 o'clock, I'm opening up to all the members of Australian Property Chat, Australian Property Investors. So, guys, if you guys want to meet me in person, you want to shoot the breeze, if you feel like if you want to come buy me a drink, or maybe I'll buy you a drink, whatever, come and join me. Um, when so I come to me, what so day? Just remember, okay, so it's going to be Sunday, it's going to be the 24th. Okay, and, Sunday um, 24th. But it's to be advised the location, we're still working out locations, so let's yes, not mention anything. Guys, okay, so if someone could put an event in the group, guys, RSVP to the group, we're I'm going to be shouting some drinks, having a bit of fun. The most really with my yeah. Melbourne peeps. That's what it. The most important thing, guys, is lock out your 24th Sunday afternoon. We're going to have a Sunday session. Just type in the chat just for everyone. That'd be great. Yes. So that's what we're doing, guys. We're going to have a get-together. We're going to be doing a uh, get-together with our members. And then we're going to catch up with our Australian property investors because you guys are freedom fighters and 
your members. So it'd be great because you're still part of the greater community and I want to catch up with you guys and, you know, hang out and shoot the breeze, have a few drinks. Why am I coming to Melbourne, you may ask? Ooh, well, come on, George, spill well, the beans. Well, remember I told you Channel 10 are filming uh, Build to Buy. They started filming this week and they're flying me down to Melbourne so I can do my episodes. So there's five episodes that I'm going to be appearing in. Fantastic. Right? And um, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. Right? And um, this, uh, I'll tell you something else, which is interesting. Yes. Okay. So I recently had a call with a producer. Do you remember The Apprentice? Yes. Okay. The lady that created The Apprentice. I actually was on a call with her from overseas today. She's interested in doing a reality TV show with us. Wow, that would be amazing. Is that amazing? This lady's amazing. I can't mention her name. She's um, she's worked on The Apprentice, on some some that thing that got talent, Dancing with Stars, all those big shows. So pretty exciting, hey? Yes. So I reckon um, what we're doing is at the end this year. We're doing a pilot and then we're going to launch it. So yes, she, thinks, she thinks it's going to be great. Yeah, great. Love it. So let's get well, back to Can I just pilot. say we've definitely got a few characters in our company. Definitely. <laughs> there no, is some so real personalities. There, there certainly uh, is, and you're one of them, Belinda. So, look, let's talk about, about me. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's yeah. talk about five... Um, Yep, let's get into right. it. Let's get into okay. our year, guys. We talked about the demand supply, right? Demand the supply, supply and demand. Right so basically um, what happens is when there's more demand, less supply, prices go up. Yep. This is with anything. So at the moment, there's not a lot of supply of fuel because Russia invaded Ukraine and there's embargo on their fuel. And what's happened to fuel prices? They've gone up. Because there's more demand, less supply, yeah. right? So with property, the first thing you want to do is when you're looking at choosing a property, make sure there's more demand, less supply in the area and the type of property you're looking for. Number one. Okay? We can tick that off. So guys, write that down. That's your first hint on finding the perfect property. Step number two, finding your perfect property. Okay, so... A lot of people say, don't buy a unit, don't buy an apartment. Why do they say this? And what I'd like to do is drill down to the real reason why you don't want to do this and how, and, and the exceptions to the rule. Because there are exceptions to the rule, but basically, if you buy, let's say, let's say you go to Melbourne CBD and you buy an apartment, one, you're going to pay too much for it. Two, what's going to happen is they can knock down a few houses next door and build another apartment block, and suddenly you've got more supply and less demand. That's right. So apartments are notorious for being oversupplied in the market over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So what happens with apartments, it's only at the peak when you start making money and it's only right when things are happening. But really, because I, we're into the strategy of buy and hold and make money long term. So really, you want to stay away from apartments. What you want to do is, and it's not the apartments the problem, it's the uniqueness of the property, right? Yep. So... What you want to do is you can actually, there's an exception to the rule. If you buy a, um, an apartment in the area where there's um, 
you know, not a lot of that sort of apartment. The, the council's not going to approve any more apartments. So let's say you're in a very secluded area on the beachfront or somewhere special. Then the apartments are actually going to go up. The reason they're going to go up is because there's a lack of supply, right? Yes. So it's not the apartment in itself, but because the intrinsically apartments have an oversupply. That's why you do it. But there are certain apartments that are worthwhile, but you've got to really know what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with apartments. I mean, Belinda, you bought an apartment, you made good money out of yours. Really good money. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yours was near the beach and very unique, right? Yeah, it was so, unique. Yeah. It, so, wasn't, it wasn't a big, huge, massive kind of building complex. Yeah. So step, that's right. So step number two, what you want to do is you want to have a land component because if, well, you get a land, if you get a little bit of a land component, then we know you're going to have um, something unique, something that's not going to get oversupplied because they're not building any more land. They can't create any more land except in the metaverse. But look what happened. I mean, land was going nuts in the metaverse and now it's all tanked. Yes, so, absolutely. absolutely. Because, like I said, it's not real, right? It's fake. Fake land is not the same as real land, right? That's the fact of it. So, so then what you want to do is have a dirt component. You want a land component to what you're buying. Right? We, we need some dirt there, Jeff Rule. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's number two, rule number two, when you're buying a property. Awesome. Right. See, a lot of people. Yep, Hopefully, go. kids, you're writing this down. Take notes. All right. Someone just got me a wine, George. Cheers. Excellent. Well done, Chris. Good job. So basically, then we've got number three, right? So number two is what type of property with land component? Yep. Number three, we're going to drill down even more about property because there are a lot of different types of properties, right? There's farms, there's townhouses, there's houses, duplexes, units, there's multi-let apartments, multi-let houses, dual occupancy, and NDIS and all that sort of stuff. Oh, you got to you got to remember the good old granny flat out the back. Yeah, yeah. And look, which one of these do you choose, right? So, the third rule when choosing the right property is this: it needs to have broad appeal. Because you can't have um, your property going up in value if it hasn't got broad appeal because you need people to bid for it, want to buy it. There's need to be some demand for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, for example, there's a thing called NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme, right? Yeah. And you hear the word at the end, scheme, it's because it is a scheme, right? So anyway, you've got this. And what happens is there's a lot of these people wanting to buy NDIS and they buy a property, and one thing they do is they pay extra 80, 100 grand more than what it's worth because you've got to build all this extra stuff and handles and stuff, which aren't very nice for a normal family, but great if you're disabled, right? Yeah. Disability. So the challenge is you've narrowed your market right down, and the problem is that if people don't want to be there, you're in big trouble. Yeah. And that's why so many people lose money on NDIS. And then you've got, you got dual key, right? And can, I, can, goes, I add, yep. can I just add to that as well? You've got to realise as well that's a government um, organisation organising that. So they're going out and when they're getting quotes for those properties, they're not looking for high quality. They're looking for the cheapest to everything, thin walls, cheapest stuff. 
to make those those properties because um what do you mean like who makes the properties builders make the properties yeah yeah but yeah but I'm saying the cheap like they're going for the cheapest tender um no 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 you 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 they're privately made okay. the government's not building them okay yeah no. but who, who who's paying for that the investor all oh, right okay they're paying eighty grand too much uh-huh. because, uh let's say it costs um two hundred fifty thousand dollars to build a house. Yeah. I just want to It's going to cost you, you three hundred fifty thousand to build an NDIS house, according to their specifications, because you need a bigger bathroom, bigger hallways, rails, no stairs, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and right. The challenge is once you build it like that, you're stuck. You can't actually yep. use it for yep. a normal family because normal family is not going to really like it that much. It's no, not killing, right? No, it's not. So the challenge is you're narrowing your market, and when you narrow your market, you're narrowing your capital growth. Because yeah, right. you're gonna have to when you sell it, you're gonna have to find someone that wants to buy a secondhand NDIS property. And what if it's not rented out? How are you gonna rent it out? Yeah. Right. So then you've got so many people talking about dual key. Right. Yeah. See, this was a bit of a buzzword for a long time. Tell let's get into the nitty-gritty. Go, go. Yep. So look, there's a lot of property gurus out there, or so-called gurus, that talk about dual key and they're like, buy a dual key. You're getting double the rent. Yes, you are getting double the rent, but you've got two people living in one house. <laughs> now, the thing is, when you get tenants, you want quality tenants. Yes. And two people living in a house, you don't, you're not going to share a house with someone unless you have to. Yeah. Right? But also, when you're selling the jewel key, who wants to buy it? This is the problem. When you buy a brand new house, you've got, you've got depreciation. And you're getting eighty to hundred thousand dollars depreciation on the property. But if you've already bought the property, you've already taken the depreciation, then why would an investor want to buy it unless they don't know what they're doing? So yeah. most savvy investors will not buy a secondhand property because they don't have the depreciation, they don't got the cash flow. Absolutely. Therefore, who else is going to buy dual key? Um, I don't know, someone that wants to live with their grandma or grandpa or something. I don't know, but it's not easy. Yeah, absolutely. So buying something unusual is going to be challenging. So therefore, what I do is I look at bread and butter. This is what I look at. Three to four bedroom townhouses or houses with one or two living areas with one or two garages. Beautiful. So with uh, How do I choose one or two living areas, one or two garages? Depending on the suburb. What I normally do, see, I don't talk to real estate agents because I don't trust them. <laughs> I like to ring property managers because property managers, they're on the same side as you. They don't want to rent the property out. And if you ask them yeah. what's going to rent here, they're going to tell you you need two living areas or you need one. You need yeah. two garages, you don't need one. Because some suburbs, you don't need two garages and having an extra garage is not going to make any difference. Yeah, absolutely. Living area. It all depends on the suburb and what's in, in what people want. And yeah. I don't know if, you, if, if everyone's heard this, but we're actually going in the middle of a, we're in the middle of a rental crisis at the moment. Yes. I was just talking to our property manager here in Adelaide. She was saying she's getting 100 groups through to each inspection. Wow, that's outrageous. That's crazy. But, hey, that's the market at the moment, right? Yes. So, you know, all those people out there saying property prices can drop, all I'm saying is what have you been smoking? <laughs> what have you been smoking? <laughs> Share it around. <laughs> and look, I've been saying this for 25 years, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's properties in Australia that have been going up consistently for the last 25 years. And in the last 25 years, people have been saying they're going to go down, 
They're going to go down. They're going to go down and just keep saying it, right? And we've gone through rate rises, rate deflation, inflation, everything, you name it. Hey, George, I mean, look, you've been in the game for a very long time. You've seen it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone says that land in a specific location, size of the block, could you elaborate? Okay, look, no, I'm just saying if you know there's a land component, you know that it's a bit more unique and therefore there's more chance of it going up because there's less supply, more demand. Now, so for example, if there's a land component, um, I'll give you a really good example. We like to buy in boutique areas, yeah. right? Where you can buy, we, what we do is we try to gobble up, you know, 20, 40 townhouse sites or 10 house lands that are very unique and infill, right? They're called infill because they're in a suburb already established. Uh-huh. So then you've got these suburbs that aren't established and you've got all these um, big developers in there. And all the big developers are going, oh, this is the best area. Buy here, right? Of course they're saying that because they make money out of it. And you've got 4,000 blocks there. They're flogging their stock. <laughs> when you've got 4,000 blocks in one area, what's going to happen is going to dampen your growth at the beginning. It'll be yeah, well, fine. Once it fills in, it's all sold. It'll be fine. But the problem is during that time, until it sells, there's oversupply. And because of the oversupply, your property ain't going to go up in value. Yeah. We had, we had a lot of um, that happen in different areas in Melbourne, actually. Um, you know, Cranbourne was one of them. That was like massive amounts of blocks of land and everyone was buying. But the problem was you had 3,000 people buying at the same time, 3,000 people building, and 50% of them are investors. Now you've got 1,500 people renting in the same area at the same time. And it just brought down the rents. Supply yeah, you want to read that, please? Sorry? All right, I'm currently affected by the rental crisis myself. I was told by my real estate agent in my area there was currently only 160 properties across all price ranges, but there is around 2,000 families in need of accommodation. Wow. And look, all I've got to say is I'm really sorry for your situation because that's terrible, right? And the fact of it is um, in our group here, Australian Property Investors, and our group Positive Property, what we're doing is we're investing in property and trying to fix this crisis. You know what I mean? Because I really, I'm sick to death of all these people bagging us investors, going, oh, you're so greedy, you're investing in property. Well, actually, we're helping people get rental properties and live somewhere. This right? is a win-win scenario here. Well, the fact of it is, if there isn't enough investment in property investors, we're going to have a lot of challenges. And that's what we're here to do. And unfortunately, it's going to take us a while, but I really want to fix this problem. And the way we're going to fix this problem is we're, this is our unstoppable goal. We want to empower 10,000 Australians, and not just Australians, 10,000 people, because we've got a lot of Americans and people from Bali joining now. Yes. We want to empower 10,000 people to successfully invest in property using the Mikoski method and create financial freedom. By doing this, we're helping people create financial freedom. But not only that, we're actually housing people here in Australia and having people somewhere to live. Because, we've, guys, we've got 250,000 immigrants about to hit our shores. Get ready for it, folks. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, remind me at the end of this just to tell you about a little thing that I'm going to predict about the RBA. All right. We just had a rate rise of 0.5%. Remind yep. me at the end and I'll tell you what I think is going to happen because I've seen this before. Right, right. I'll bring it up in the end. Yep. So 
That was the third thing. Number four, and this is the one that I think is really good, is there's about 15,000, 16,000 markets in Australia. And out of those 15,000, 16,000 markets, there's always the cream on top of the cream. And I call this the top 200. I used to call it the top 100, but yeah. because the market is so hot, it's the top 200. Yeah. Because the top 100, you can't even get any properties there. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, and <coughs> if you invest in the top 200 out of 16,000, what do you think is going to happen to your investing? It's going to happen. Absolutely. We've got another question coming through. It's going to go up. So what happened to the supply of houses pre and post COVID? Last week you spoke about the dip in migration and the dip is expected to correct. Where did the houses go when they were pre-dip? Okay. Um, what this person I think is trying to say, I'm going to try to interpret this, is you know, pre-COVID um, we didn't have a massive supply problem and we had immigration. Then we had COVID. And what happened was we had no immigration. But what happened was people were scared of putting their house in the market. So because of that, that created a shortage of supply. The reason they didn't want to put their house in the market was they thought they were going to lose money. So they thought we better hold it longer. See, we're in a unique position here in Australia where there's mo most people, uh, there's a lot of older people, either single or couples, that own their house outright, completely. So they don't have to do anything. They're set for life. Right? Yep, absolutely. Um, they're set for life. Someone in LinkedIn can't see the video. I don't know if the team can have a look and see what's happening. But um, what happened was, so because of that, that pushed prices up and had a snowball effect, even though we lost 250,000 people immigration, we still had a housing shortage, which was just not supposed to happen. Like, it was seriously un unheard of. Yep. The challenge is we've still got a housing supply problem. We've got a rental crisis. We've got builders going broke. Yep. We've got a perfect storm for boom number two. Yep, absolutely. And this going to be bigger and better than boom number one. I mean, the yep. COVID boom was amazing. This is going to be bigger and better. Yeah, and absolutely. Active. And what we've got to understand is during COVID, Australians became the richest people in the world. Now, we've yep. got the richest people in the world. Well, how, how much time have we got? Can you give me the time? Uh, we've got five minutes. Great. Okay. So I'm going to get to number five. You better get there because then we want to recap and then we've got yep. to get out of here. Okay. So number five is how to choose the perfect property. Once you've done all that and you've found tune it and you've got a property that's got a that's got um you know, it's either three or four bedroom, townhouse or house, you've spoken to the property manager, you know if you need two living areas or two carriages or one, right? You've yep. got a you've got an area that's um got infill and you don't have a lot of area left to build so you know there's a lot of uh, pushback on that yep and it's got a land component so it's a townhouse or a house yep so you've got all that ducks in the row it's the top 200 suburbs so you're you're laughing this is gold this is like the golden goose the last bit of the equation is the cash flow calculator yes because it doesn't matter how good the property is if you can't afford it you shouldn't buy it because <laughs> the 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 70% of people that buy property lose money. And the reason they lose money is because they buy a property they can't afford. And that's because they've got the structure wrong. 
And what you need to do is you need to get the cash flow calculator out, do the numbers, and see, if, the numbers. And see if you can afford it. And then what you're going to do is look at, okay, what's going to happen to the RBA? Let's put the, pro, let's put the interest rate up by 1% or 2% and see if I still afford it. Correct. And be really and, concerned and, with the figures. And the deal is get the emotions right out of it. Move the emotions, be stoic, and look There's at the There's no emotion do. party. No if emotion it, party. If it's in the top 200 and you can afford the weekly money, you might be making a profit, who knows? Yep. Then guess what? You say yes and you buy it. And don't muck around, just do it. Because the best time to buy a property was 20 years ago. Second best time is now. And Boom. people that aren't, you know, property is really where it's at. And I'm sorry about the FOMO, but the people that haven't, aren't investing in property and the people that are going to miss out over the next year or two, they're going to be financially screwed and way behind, way, way behind. And I talked to people about this back in 2010. You sure did. When people were buying houses for 300 grand. And what I'm saying is now, when I look at the properties now, you can buy properties for $500,000 and that's dirt cheap. And if you're not buying for 500, you're an idiot because you're going to lose money and you're not going to make it financially. So what I suggest you do that. So guys, if you want a copy of the cash flow calculator, type in hashtag cash flow. And, and my team will send you the calculator. Not only that, they're going to send you the, the training on how to use it. Yep. Right? And what, what I'm going to do, guys, this is what I'm going to do. My email address is georgem at positivepropertysolution.com.au. Do you want me to put that in there? Yep. And what I'll do, guys, if you guys download the calculator, do the training, I'm happy for you to send me the calculator and I'll shoot you a quick message and tell you if it's a good deal or not. It's How's probably- that? George M at Positive Property Solution, or is it just? Oh, I think so. oh, no, it's George M at PositiveProperty.net now. Yeah, that's what I thought. We've changed. I've just put it in the chat room, guys. Absolutely. Yep. So we're going to talk about the RBA. Yeah, just quickly. Now, can I just recap with everything you're saying yes, about the five, the five? Yes. That really just comes down to one to- topic, and that is doing your due diligence. That's what it is. Yep. Due diligence. You know, and I think we do something like twenty-two. Yeah, but, if, but, if, but if you know what you're doing, though, that's the problem. Yes, you can't. Course. You can't do due diligence if you don't know what to do. Yeah, I get that. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you're right; it's due diligence. But those five points are going to steer you right. Yep. You do the cash flow calculator. Email me. I'll look at it for you and tell you if it's good. Yep. Send your send your equations in, people. There you go. I mean, and I'm doing it for free, guys, for free. I don't mind. You know what? I don't mind because you know what? If I can help more people invest in property. And then we can fix this problem. Of, there's so many people emailing me going, George, I just can't get a property. Help me. And I can't help them because they, they want to rent a property and I'm, everything's full. And I really feel for these people because it's terrible. Yes. It really is. Right? Absolutely. So, okay. So the RBA, they put, they put the um, thing up 0.5% again, right? And you see, I don't know if you remember, back in 2008, um, what happened was the RBA, after 2008, hiked up, right, the official cash rate by 1%. Yes. Right? And guess what happened? The economy ground to a halt. Property prices fluttered, right? And guess what happened? What? The RBA said, shit, what are we doing? So they started slashing rates by 4% in 
over just six months. Yeah, wow. Right? Now, you know me, I love history. Now, I think the RBA have been overzealous with this cash, with they're putting this price up. They've gone overboard, right? They're trying yep. to cop America. They've gone overboard, and I think they've just gone a bit too far. Yep. Now, I'll tell you what. If they go too hard in tightening and the economy slows down or property prices slow down, guess what they're going to do? I wouldn't be surprised that they're going to be forced to cut rates aggressively again and just go chop, chop, chop. They're just seriously... Like it's, not, it's not like what they did in the 80s where they just took a long time. The RBA are really guiding and watching everything. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, you know, have you seen uh, Ninja, uh, what's that, Fruit Ninja, where you're chopping the fruit? It's a bit like that, chop, chop, chop. And they'll just start chopping rates like crazy. Ah, absolutely. Now, George, we've got to get to our live. Yes, I know. we've got to go to our clients. Guys, thank you so much. Make sure you um, say hello in Melbourne in two weeks' time. And uh, I've had people say, you missed half of this. Well, you just have to go to our replay because we're finished, we're over and out. Great to see you guys. Thank you for being a part of our Thursday right. night. Um, sensational content, George, I have to say. Okay, Very thank cool. you. Love your work. Let's go. We'll Let's see go. you Bye -bye. in the shirt. Bye-bye.